Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Ruth. 2016 episode one creatively titled part one uh okay so fair warning since we literally just finished discussing the original roots on this show and this is mostly the same exact story again and we already touched upon that story exhaustively with talking about the original over the last week and a half Pretty much the entirety of this discussion of the remake is gonna be comparing and contrasting with the original. That's just inevitable with talking about both versions of this story back to back. Uh, so if that's not what you want, you might want to skip these next four episodes. Uh, if you just want me to sit here and talk about this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and not just academically compare this to its predecessor, uh, you might want to skip these next four episodes, just an FYI. Now, that being said, uh, I've alluded to my thoughts on this remake before. By the way, for those of you who didn't listen to my talk of the original, uh, for context, the original is one of my favorite shows of all time. I adore everything about that show. I think it is absolute perfection. And this remake is fine. In my view, it's decent enough. It's well-crafted enough. It's faithful enough. But there's just so many little things that just add up and up and up and up and up when you have the original in your mind, that just makes it nowhere near as good. Like, there's a lot to love in this version, and we'll get into plenty of that in a few minutes, by the way. But it's not even close to the titanic nature of the original show. Uh, It's not even close to the masterwork Of the original show. Like it just doesn't reach that height for me. At least not consistently. Uh, There's a lot of little problems in there. That make this a very very flawed retelling. Uh, But to get into the great things. About this remake. Just right off the bat. uh, Just so people can't accuse me of. uh, Ripping into this unfairly. To talk about the great shit. 
right up front. Uh, performances in this version, fantastic across the board. Everyone in this show is amazing. Uh, Malachi Kirby, I believe is his name, is a very, very good Kunta Kinte. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is a very, very good fiddler. Uh, this is a magnificent cast, just like the original. Uh, they very, you can tell, you can tell that the cast of this show has an immense amount of reverence for the original. You can tell that this cast has an immense respect for the original and was very much dedicated to bringing these characters to life for a new generation in as faithful a way as possible. Uh, and they definitely did that. They definitely recaptured uh, the spirit of those characters very, very well. Uh, also, one of the few ways in which this show improves, I think, on its predecessor, is this version is far more cinematic than the original. Because the original, as much as I adore it, as much as I think it's one of the greatest shows ever made, and it is, the original, a lot of the time, felt very much like a stage play. Because it was the 70s. Because it was like the late 70s. Uh, television was still a decade or two away from being taken seriously. Much further from its golden age. So they didn't have as much resources as a film at that time would. And so, by modern day standards, it does feel very cheap. It does feel very, uh, it does feel very uncinematic. It does feel very dry in the filmmaking department, just by 2019 standards. If you go back to the standards of television in the late 70s, holy crap, the fact that they were able to do half of the stuff they did is insane. But... When you go back in present day, and judge it by present day standards, uh, it does look very cheapo. It does look like, by present day standards, it was made for five bucks and a taco. This, because we're in the television golden age, uh, we had already gotten, we were already deep in that period in 2016, and because television is taken seriously now, and because they can get more and more and more resources, they can afford to make this an epic cinematic event, and they relished that opportunity. This is an a large-scope epic, grandiose version in how it is filmed, how it is directed, how it is crafted. Uh, and it does improve it. It does improve a lot of this story. It does improve a lot of this version. It enhances it quite a bit. In one instance in particular, which we will talk about later on, where I genuinely believe they took one of the greatest scenes in television history and somehow made it better. And this version, it is every bit as effective, emotionally speaking, as the first one. It is every bit as powerful and heartbreaking and horrific. Uh, it, just like its predecessor, does not hold back 
in any way. It, just like its predecessor, does not leave anything to the imagination. In fact, it arguably does that more so, again, because it can be more cinematic and they can't afford uh, to throw more money at this shit. So they can't afford to get more up close and personal with a lot of the more gnarly stuff. So this remake does succeed where it counts. And you know, the story is well told enough. The characters are still compelling enough. Like, they manage... The heart and soul of Roots is still there. They still manage to maintain the central thesis of it. They still manage to maintain the central soul of it. Where I start to have problems and where I start to just get really annoyed with this remake is it feels incredibly rushed. It feels so unforgivably condensed. Uh, This episode in particular, they took the first two feature-length episodes of the original and condensed it into one feature-length episode. So they literally did two episodes in half the time. They literally condensed those first two episodes, uh, which are probably the best two episodes of the entire series, quite frankly. They condensed all of that by 50%. And my God, does it show... In all the worst ways. A a lot of the nuance of of those first two episodes. uh, A lot of the little things that just pushed it across the finish line of one of the greatest shows ever made. Are either gutted or just completely ignored. And as a result, it feels just the tiniest bit more hollow. And this isn't me being a purist. Like, they actually cut things and trimmed down things that make the story more interesting. Uh, The perfect example is the manhood training. Which... Up until this point, I had remembered the manhood training just not being there at all. I'm an idiot. It is actually there. But they don't spend a lot of time on it. And the few... The few resources they give to that part of the story... They don't really hit upon why it's so good. They don't really hit upon why it's so necessary. Because, like... The reason the manhood training in the first telling, uh, the first show, the original series, the reason why that plot point is so goddamn essential is because you get to see Kunta Kinte happy. You get to see Kunta Kinte live out his life's purpose. You get to see him live out his life as he was meant to live it. You get to see him strive to be a Mandinka warrior. 
and you get to see him push and push and push and push and push. And finally, when he gets it, he's overjoyed. He's ecstatic. He's like, yeah, I'm a Mandinka warrior, shoving it in everyone's face. Kind of being a bit headstrong, but still, for the most part, like, he did everything he wanted to do. And then, once he gets captured, it hits so much harder. But they they fly past this so fast that you never get the sense that this is what Kutakinte wants. This is all he thinks about. Uh, you never get the eagerness to be a man. You never get the eagerness to be a Mandinka warrior. In fact, they actively sabotage it at the very end by throwing in Kuntakinte wants to go to Timbuktu for some reason. So they actively dilute that plot line. So then when he gets captured, it doesn't really hit as hard because you didn't get the sense this is he was living his life the way he was meant to live it. He was living his life the way he wanted to on his own terms. You never got the sense that he was overjoyed and happy and was living the perfect Mandinka life. You never got that sense because, A, they did not spend nearly enough time and didn't give us that sense, and B, they actively sabotaged it at the very end. And then also, the they actually gave a reason for Kunta Kinte specifically to be captured? Which, no, just no. The, the fact that they gave a specific reason for Kunta Kinte to be captured, like the slavers were real mad at Kunta's father and, like, captured Kunta to spite him. Like, that just... The, the randomness of why Kunta was captured, the randomness of Kunta getting sold into slavery, like, that's a large part of the reason why it hit so hard because it was just like he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But like now to give him, to have him a reason, to to give the slavers a reason to capture him specifically, like it just, it makes it just the tiniest bit worse. It makes it just the tiniest bit more hollow. And there's just so many little things, little choices like that, that just keep adding up. So this opening just doesn't work as well as it should. By the way, uh, there's narration from Lawrence Fishburne, who's playing Alex Haley for like two minutes, and it's so unnecessary. And I don't know, I honestly don't know why Lawrence Fishburne's there. He 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 just doesn't need to be. He just really, really doesn't need to be. But anyway, after that opening, after that opening, it's not as egregious. You have the stuff on the sh- stuff on the ship, and it's handled well. You have the stuff on the plantation, and it's handled well. It just all happens too fast. Like it's just that's the problem with this remake. Like it's not that the story is gutted. It's not that it's broken in how it's told. It's just that it happens too fast. The revolt happens too fast. They completely cut out the white guilt, total hypocrite captain. 
which was a fascinating character study, and I'm amazed they didn't they didn't put any attention on that. They cut out Fanta entirely. Fanta's not a character in this version. Which it's kind of... It kind of gave this extra motivation to Kunta to get free. And just the fact that they didn't put her in this version. It's just like, why? What, what are you doing? But again, like, it's all handled fine. They just cut out some stuff and do it too fast. And it feels rushed. Now, that being said. When we get to the ending, uh, when we get to the Kunta Kinte whipping scene, holy shit. This remake is worth watching just to see their take on this scene. Just to see them take one of the greatest scenes in television history And somehow make it better. Somehow make it more traumatic and heartbreaking and emotional and powerful and visceral. Not sure how they managed to do that. I'm not sure how they took one of the greatest scenes in television history and said, and we made it better. Like, I'm not sure how that's even possible, but they did it. They did it. There's so many little things, and they dwell upon it just a little bit longer, uh, and they make it just a little bit more heart-pounding. A lot of the benefits of making this more cinematic sort of show in this scene. And it's just so brilliant, and it just, it broke my heart even more than it did when I... Uh, saw it in the original for the first time. Uh, in fact, I remember the first time I watched this remake all the way back in 2016. I saw their take on that sequence, and I was just like, holy shit. That's magnificent. That's a magnificent take. That's an incredible, incredible recapturing. Like, they elevated it. So much. And, like, look, I could sit here bitching all day about how it felt rushed, how they cut out certain of the more nuanced, more interesting parts of Roots. But, damn, this this version, it justified its own existence in that sequence. Because, holy crap, it was magnificent. Uh, and Malachi Kirby and Forrest Whitaker did an amazing job. And it this version lingers with me even more than the first go-around. Even more than the original take on this scene. Which also is traumatic as shit. Like, both of them are traumatic, but like, for some reason, this version, just like, they doubled down and it paid off. So, so beautifully. Basically, like, as far as this first episode goes, it is indicative of the entire series. It's fine. It's decent. There's a lot to love about it. But, man, there's a lot of little things that add up to just a very... 
See, I don't want to say flat because there's still a lot in this episode that, like, just breaks your heart and absolutely devastates you. Uh, and it's still an emotional, powerful watch. Like, it still is effective in that sense. But it just, it's just not as good. It, it, it really isn't. It doesn't work as well. Uh, and it just doesn't feel as masterful. But, eh. On its own merits, it's fine, I guess. On its own merits, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, so yeah, get ready for another three episodes of this strange comparing and contrasting. Uh, and me bitching and moaning about how, Oh, the original's better! Oh, I'm a Roots purist! Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> um, something tells me I'm gonna get at least one call... Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that calls me out for being, uh, just a old, get-off-my-lawn roots purist. Somehow, somehow I feel I'm gonna get at least one of those. Uh, and I would welcome them. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. It's just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Roots 2016 Episode 2. Talk to you then.